Welcome to the Legacy Speaker Show. I am your host, Jasmine Haley, and today's guest is Sharice Floyd. Y'all, y'all are about to get your whole life together when it comes to storytelling. We're so excited that you're here today with us, Sharice. I am excited to be here, girl, talking about my favorite thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So let me tell y'all who we have today. Sharice Floyd is an executive coach, marketing consultant, and owner of Witness My Life, a firm that partners with corporations and universities to create and implement women's leadership programs. Sharice specializes in personal and professional development with initiatives ranging from team building, culture, organizational design, and facilitation. Sharice works with professional women to build and grow their influence by raising their voices and telling their stories so that they are impossible to ignore. Sharice has developed and delivered workshops and keynotes for companies, nonprofits, and associations around the world. Sharice is also a speaking coach for aspiring TEDx speakers. This is going to be good. <laughs> this is why we invited her to come on here. I think there is something really phenomenal about the work that you do. And it is absolutely essential for any business or brand to develop the yeah. skills that you teach. Mm -hmm. so, tell, so tell us a little bit about your journey. What got you here, Sharice? I would love to know like, <laughs> why the specialization in particularly. You know, yes. Powerful. I know that's got to be a powerful story. <laughs> we, we all have one, right? Yes. Okay. So um, it really was a very um, innocuous event. I was, you know, 2008 watching the women's Olympic team four by four relay, my favorite event of the Olympics. And the team was running around the track and they dropped the baton. And this was the uh, qualifying round for them to go for the gold medal. And the runner picked up the baton and she kept going. And I saw the moment and I started to cry. And I was like crying, crying. And I realized then that it wasn't necessarily about what was going on. I, at that time, was married to someone who was incarcerated, had felt largely invisible in my life. And I felt like I had just watched my life play out in that moment. I felt that I, for much of my life, I had been the baton, that I was often dropped, that I was often at the will of others. And when she picked up the baton, I wondered, why don't I have that? Why don't I have that thing that would make her, in spite of being embarrassed on a national level, why don't I have that inside of me as I was living embarrassingly in my own world and ashamed of the choices that I had made? And so from that, it took me a minute to kind of process it, but I realized that I could no longer be invisible. And so I started talking about my life. I started telling my story and women came from everywhere. They, they you know, came out of the woodwork and you knew they I knew they existed, but it was like hiding in plain sight. And so when women showed up, it really showed me how much story built community, how it built my confidence, how it ultimately became a moneymaker for me. And then I took that skill into nonprofit marketing and it's evolved to what you see today. So it's always been about women. It's always been about our stories. I absolutely love that. I absolutely. And it's, it's interesting how we take different challenges, adversities, situations, and we often can't see with a bird's eye view 
mm-hmm. like why these certain experiences occur and happen. Mm-hmm. I know for me, every single thing that has happened in my life, all the stories, right, that I can think of have led me to where I am today. Mm-hmm. And it was all necessary. It was all necessary, those parts, so that I can then discover what my gifts are and be able to utilize um, utilize them for good. Yeah. I would love to know, you know, for you as b- being a speaker, knowing that you, you've done TEDx, which is really important. We actually have a previous episode that we'll be talking about TEDx specifically, because mm-hmm. it is important to express our stories in that way. Mm-hmm. But where do you find like the challenge that comes for some of us when we are in that place of getting visible, speaking and sharing our stories? Because I think a lot of us shy away from that. And there's a shift that we need to make and understanding why it's important for us to do so. Yeah, I think um, the two biggest challenges that I see from people is one, um, just not knowing the value of the story that they have. People often say, I don't, I don't have anything to share, or they think that their, their story is boring. And just by nature of being a human is hard. So we all have something, even if you feel like you've grown up in privilege, there's still life lessons that other people can use. So the biggest thing is people not really understanding just by nature of living, you have something of value to share. And then the other thing that I see is a person who has gone through so many things that when they start talking, it just, it's, it spills out and you're like, they're just dumping it all over the place and, and, and believe that that is what speaking is. Um, and so it's trying to corral that person down because all of their experiences are valid and they should be validated in everything that they have gone through, but just getting them to the point of understanding that you can't tell the whole history of trauma to the audience. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> so that's the two challenges that I see the most. Yes, yes, that is so true. So I I think that a lot of times what we miss and what I have seen speakers have missed is being intentional Mm -hmm. in storytelling Mm -hmm. and knowing that only certain parts, Mm -hmm. maybe one or two, right? Mm -hmm. Not the the whole thing. Like my cousin told my second cousin, then they told their third cousin, like, land the plane. Right. <laughs> and it's so hard because we feel like in order to give context, we got to give so much of mm-hmm. a story. Mm-hmm. We know, and I'm sure you have seen, that that's not necessary for transformation. Yeah, it really isn't, which is why the TEDx format is so genius, because it really does require, it makes you get that story down really clear into one compelling idea. Um, And so I often tell people when you're talking about the details, like we don't have time for you to open every door and look through every window when you're telling a story. You only need the amount of detail that is going to move the audience from point A to point B. Like all that other stuff, that's relevant for you. Tell that to your family. And even sometimes your family is like, y'all, what's the point? <laughs> like, get to the point of where we're going here. But when you're doing this on a professional speaking level, you only need what is relevant for me to get to the point that you want me to get to. Because 
Our brains are so incredible. I am going to create the story in my head while you're telling it to me. I am going to assume who was in the room. I am going to picture what you have had, what you have on. You don't need to tell me that. And the more detail that you give me, the more I come out of my empathetic brain where now I'm in my, my rational brain like, girl, what, what are we doing here, you know? <laughs> That's so good because I'm telling you, there's been so many times someone is telling, and when, they, when they're good at storytelling, mm -hmm. where I can hear them hear them telling their story and I'm, I'm envisioning it. Mm -hmm. yes. I'm right there with them. There was a Harvard Business Review study that talked about um, effective storytelling and how when someone was able to master it from the stage, the wave, the brain, the brain wave patterns mm -hmm. of the audience begin to mimic the speaker. Mm -hmm. That is like how powerful it is. Mm -hmm. and that was such a great example because we underestimate our own stories, why, why we need to be sharing our story mm -hmm. and how that could be the missing piece that allows us to have a very engaged audience that may even allow us to get more speaking gigs because now I've been organizers have seen you wow their audience mm -hmm. because you've just been really intentional about the message that you shared with them and connected with them on a deeper level. Yeah, absolutely. And that Harvard Business Study was so um, article was so incredible because when because the audience is going through, you're really storytelling is really taking people on an emotional journey. And so whatever emotions that you're gonna, you know, feeling and you're taking us, your audience is going through that. So that's why it becomes important that you do not tell stories that are just dumping heavy emotions and you leave us there. Because now what you have essentially done is had therapy on your audience. And so I tell people all the time, you have a responsibility that if you take the audience down, you have to bring them back up and you are not allowed to have therapy. You're not allowed to share stories that you you're actively in the midst of because you don't have the life lesson to really give to an audience. And so we, it's an incredible tool, but it's, also a very powerful tool and you have to be conscious of that and you have to use it for the power that it is and respect it for the power that it is yes yes absolutely i think another point that i i want to you know just emphasize is exactly what you just stated it is powerful so powerful that if we were to just sit and think about some of our favorite speakers and think about the work that they have done. What do we most remember? It's not the data that they may have shared. It's the actual story. Yeah. And that's how powerful it is. And we also know the stories that make us go, Ugh. yeah. Like, I can't I can't enter the space again. Yeah. <laughs> my soul, okay. Nice. <laughs> I love that you emphasize that. And so that therefore, you know, with something that powerful, we have to uh manage it well mm -hmm. and ensure that every time we're speaking, we're creating a psychologically safe environment. Yes. You know, for mm -hmm. everyone. Everyone yeah. in attendance. So I I I'm curious to know for, you know, the work that you've been doing and helping other people, you know, develop their stories. Mm -hmm. What do you, what are you often recommending with them when they're just starting off or even for some of our seasoned speakers because I have seen recently 
a seasoned speakers mm-hmm. and there there is no structure there's no you're, you're at a loss right yeah, right so i would i would be curious to know like just from your area of expertise like where do you often tell them to start whether they're beginning or seasoned because mm-hmm. we have a mix of audience members yeah i like to get people to start with their life experiences or what I like to call your life markers or your defining moments. And so Mm -hmm. I usually take people through a journey through their life in decades, you know, zero to 10, 10 to 20, that sort of thing. And have people just write down experiences that they remember about their life. Usually a defining moment is something you absolutely remember. You can note what your life was like before that moment, what your life was like after that moment. Those are sort of the things that we're looking for. And for each experience, I then ask them to put an emotion or a list of emotions that are associated with those um, experiences. What that actually does is start to get them to think about their life in different ways. And it actually builds like what I call a story journal. And so as a speaker, and I'm sure you have seen this yourself, you've seen speakers who will tell irrelevant stories to whatever the goal is, whatever the actual event is. Um, and they're, they're using like the same story for every place where they show up. And that is not truly how storytelling works in terms of speaking. Yes, you've got your signature thing, but when you actually take your life experiences and associate an emotion with it, now you've got something where you say, hey, someone is looking for me to do a talk around motivation. You've got a list of experiences and emotions that you can say, where do I have an experience that will talk to this? Um, And this is how you're not caught off guard. So whatever they're asking you, asking of you, you can look and see what it is that you have that would coincide with that and get over the awkward moment where you're like telling something like deeply, deeply personal at an event where we're like, but we ain't need all that. <laughs> this, this ain't that event, boo, right? <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. So what I'm hearing and the listeners, I hope you're hearing this, There's preparation Mm -hmm. and there's some planning that needs to go into really perfecting your craft. Mm -hmm. And and I I really want to emphasize this strongly. The speakers that get paid well and get asked to come back are the ones who take the time to master their craft. Mm -hmm. And there is prep time that's needed for that. Yeah. to be able to do that. And I love that you shared, like really taking that, creating that space where you can actually sit down, write these parts of your life, the defining moments, the feelings associated with it, and really trying to tailor and get something that is meaningful. And it doesn't have to be the same one, <laughs> right? Depending on the audience, Yeah, which is awesome. Yeah. And, and it shouldn't be the same one because Every audience is different. Now you may have a topic that spans across college students, um, that uh, college students, adults, uh, different industries, it should not be the same one because each one of those audiences are going to need something different from you. And once you have prepared in terms of writing a talk or um, um, speech, Mm -hmm. 
there's many ways to do that. There, there is no right or wrong way to write a speech. I am a girl. I'm dramatic, so I love to start with a hook. Like if you, if you hook me in the first sentence, I'm, I'm, I'm with you, unless you mess up somewhere in the middle, <laughs> unless you lose me in the middle. Um, but there is no right or wrong way to do it because it comes down to how you're going to present it, how you use your body, how you phrase it. It's all of those different types of things that come into the performance, performance of it. Yeah. Um, but the preparation and knowing where you are going to go, where you're pointing the plane is very important before you get to the writing and memorization part. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, I, I spend a lot of time with my clients creating signature talks, mm -hmm. but one of the things that I, I just love what you just shared here is the difference between someone that is just public speaking to do it every once in a while, right? Mm -hmm. Or professional. Yeah. Because you got to read the audience. Mm -hmm. You have to read the audience because sometimes, sometimes when you show up, what you decided to show was not a good idea. Mm -hmm. I mean, no. Right. It's definitely not a good idea. Maybe mm -hmm. something, I, I remember a speaker talking once about how there was a tragedy that happened at this particular agriculture event. Mm -hmm. And their story that they were prepared for was um, built on comedy. Mm -hmm. Well, everybody was grieving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so this, this speaker, had they gone out and started with the comedy thing, mm -hmm. they would have lost the audience. That signature chalk didn't change. However, mm -hmm. they were prepared to pull another story up mm -hmm. that can connect with them at the right time. Yeah. You were forever grateful for that. Mm -hmm. That, you know, that it definitely is the mark of a professional. Even, mm -hmm. even if they would have used not they I, I don't know exactly, but I'm gonna say this anyway. They could have still had that same thing prepared, but removed the comedy of it, or mm -hmm. even putting the authenticity of what they thought they were gonna do in front of the audience. People will respect that also. Mm -hmm. Um, but you can't, you have to, as you say, you have to know what you're in, who you're in front of. And when you get seasoned enough at this, you can be in the middle of your talk and you may catch faces, you know, cause they'll tell, they'll let you know if oh, it's yes, working or not. It's <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> yes, honey. They will let you know, and you can catch them faces and know that you have to pivot into something else. Yes. Um, and you only do that when you are prepared and know your stuff. Yes, yes, absolutely. All right, y'all. I hope that you were able to pick up some gems today because it is definitely something that we need to take a little bit more time and be intentional with. We don't do that enough. And therefore, if we're not able to connect on a deeper level with our audience, we need to make sure that we do if we want to create transformation. So I would love for you to share where audience members can find your work, learn from you when it comes to storytelling. Yeah, there's two places. I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. That's Bay for me. So you search for me <laughs> on LinkedIn. And if you want to see my work or uh, want to speak to me about working with me, you can just go to workwithcharice.com. I absolutely love that. All right, y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sharice. I truly appreciate you coming on the show today. Yes. Thank you so much. Okay. 
listen, make sure you check out Sharice uh, on LinkedIn and check out the resources that she has. Storytelling is not optional. It is a requirement. And it's a requirement to be able to connect to the hearts of your audience. It's actually a part of our methodology process is discovering what that story is and then connecting it to the outcome that you want to achieve. I want to make sure that if you felt like this episode was of value to you, you reach out to Sharice, number one. Number two, leave us a review. It helps others find our podcasts and our video podcasts so they can help them grow and take their legacy to the next level through speaking. All right, y'all. I will see you all in our next episode. Bye-bye.